Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. And we helped prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Hillary McCain. So first, let me thank you, Hillary, for joining us to share, you know, everything about you, your story and your experiences and, and what you're doing. So I, I'm excited to hear from you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's dive into this because you were referred to me by Ben Salisbury, who was also a guest on the show. And I really like Ben. I've known him forever. Um, so when he was like, I've got someone for you, I was like, okay, yes, let's do this. So he nice. knows me pretty well. So nice. <laughs> yeah, we, we met Ben um, we, through the whole alcohol, I mean, distribution world. Where I'm the founder and CEO of Sweet Reason, which is a CBD beverage company. And uh, yeah, we were talking to Ben about, about bringing our products to his network. So I'm so excited to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, ben, ben is a super cool dude. Um, so I want to hear all about Sweet Reason, of course, in addition to hearing all about you. But I'll let you drive. You tell me what you want to start with. Yeah. So as I said, I'm the founder and CEO of Sweet Reason. Uh, we are a hemp and cannabis beverage company. Uh, I, I don't want to scare people away with the cannabis mention. I should say that right now we just have <laughs> CBD beverages. Um, but really, I, I started this company uh, out of an obsession with the future potential of cannabis beverages and, and then learned about hemp and CBD. So I would be remiss not to mention that. Um, I, I, we, our mission at Sweet Reason is to calm the minds of humankind. Uh, and we do that through bringing the health benefits of cannabinoids to people through beverage, which in my opinion is the most fun, accessible way to consume anything. Uh, we're definitely a team of like big beverage people always have a beverage on the go. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I basically, I learned about the health benefits of CBD and, um, and really became obsessed with the future potential of this plant of the hemp plant and of the cannabis plant um, and sort of just jumped right in. This was summer of 2017. So I've been at it for three years now and um, it's been a wild ride so far. Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I, I watch the industry and I'm a big fan of, of um, cannabis and, and what it can do um, in CBD and THC forms. But I really love, I mean, I, I have CBD oils and, I, and ointments and everything and I, I love them. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. When I first learned about it, I thought it was like, I, I had grown up in the food industry and had always worked in the food industry in some capacity. And I thought it was so revolutionary to the food industry that there was a plant that like could, was legal and could help you have a calm mind, which is CBD. So that's like, I, I mean, I never yeah. wanted to start a business at all. I thought like entrepreneurs were crazy and I would like <laughs> never actually start um start a company but you know the i think like the the healing potential of cbd and especially in such an anxious world is um so mm -hmm. great that I, I like couldn't help myself and and sort of just jumped right in and that's not even to speak of cannabis which obviously you know cannabis beverages once they become legal across the country um and once there's better products out there like a lot of people will be replacing their alcohol or at least some some of their alcohol occasions with a cannabis beverage if it's 
you know, just as healthy and take, or, or sorry, I should say healthier than alcohol and tastes just as good, et cetera. So I think between hemp and yeah. cannabis, there's, there's just so much potential um, for like both market and business potential, but also real potential to help people and help consumers live healthier lives. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. And so none of your products include THC? Just no, yet. none CBD. yet. No. So I when I got into the, when I got into this, I thought, you know, we'll start with CBD. It'll be like a gateway drug, if you will, to can to cannabis right. training. Well. Um, and I was, you know, in, in the yeah, in the beginning, I was like, thought it was all about cannabis. But really, once you get into CBD, I think like, you realize how much um, how much CBD can help people and how big this market really is and how untapped it really is. Like it, it still hasn't even, the, the CBD industry hasn't even really begun yet in, in the States um, because of the regulatory it environment. Really yeah. Happens. So, I so know. I, you know, we will be in cannabis beverages one day, I'm sure. Um, I built the brand really to lend itself to both hemp and cannabis beverages. Um, there's mm-hmm. over a hundred cannabinoids that you can extract from hemp or from cannabis mm-hmm. And CBD is just one, uh, you know, so you're now starting to see CBG products pop up and CBN products pop up and all of these cannabinoids still have, you know, the research around them and the health benefits are still being studied. So I think there's like, you know, a century of, of potential here. So CBD really is just the beginning. Oh, right. No, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. I think the first actual cannabis beverage that I consumed was the high five oh, yeah. from Lagunitas, yeah. um, which is still only available in California, which is heartbreaking because I can only get it in one state. But oh my goodness, that yeah. stuff is amazing because I mean, it's and they have their hoppy refresher too. I don't know if you've tried that, but uh, it's very similar in the in the taste profile because like um, <clears throat> it's kind of like an it's like a hoppy I. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm trying to say like it would be like an IPA, but it's really not. It it has that essence of uh, of hemp, hmm. but it's just gorgeous. It's beautiful, and it's like my favorite sparkling water. But I really love those. That's awesome. I mean, I love both of them. Um, so I'm fully on board. I'm here to support you. <laughs> I will buy your product. Um, but I love that there are you know CBD beverages because. It's it's such a great way, like you said, to consume it, to experience it, and to reap the yeah. benefits of it. Because I I wholeheartedly believe in the benefits. And it's funny because, I, you know, talking to my parents, they don't understand that CBD won't mm-hmm, get you high mm-hmm. yet. And I've tried to explain it, but, you know, they're in their 70s. Um, it's a different oh, yeah. mindset. And they weren't partier. They weren't partiers in the sixties <laughs> either. So yeah, you know, you're not you're not speaking. I'm not speaking to the right target yeah. there. But yeah. um, I I think you're right. As as education comes along, as you know, states open up more freely. And I live in Texas, where just absolutely nothing is legal. Um, and I think that once Texas starts pulling the trigger on some smart decision making. Um, I think that it'll kind of come along quite yeah. a bit faster. So I'm, but I'm really excited and, um, and I'm excited to hear all about your story. So um, how, how did you, you, you mentioned that entrepreneurs, like you never wanted to be one because you thought they were crazy and we are, <laughs> we're crazy people. Um, but entrepreneurialism is only crazy until you pull mm-hmm. the trigger on it. Right. 
because once you're on the other side of it and you've jumped off that cliff without an umbrella or a parachute, you're like, oh, well, the landing wasn't quite as hard as I thought. I'm kind of drifting. I'm enjoying the scenery. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> so I want to hear, like, how this happened. Yeah, I, I um, so I was post, I had just come back from business school and moved home and was doing something called a search fund, which is when you are looking, it's, it's something that's, like, very common post-MBA, and it's basically, um, when you're, you go out and look for a small company to buy, you're looking for a company that's basically below the size threshold of private equity. Um, so they can't, they like, you know, it's a lot of baby boomers that are looking to sell, but don't have anybody to sell to. Um, so I was looking for a food company and that was, you know, in my mind, I wanted to be the boss. I wanted to run a company, but I didn't want to start one um, just because I knew that the failure rate of any startup is just so high. So I, yeah. as I'm searching for a food business to buy, I, I essentially just got like bit by the startup bug. Like I, you know, I would reach out to all these companies online and not know if they were like a 10 or 20 or $30 million company or if they were a startup. And if they were a startup, I'd talk to the founders and I just thought like that the energy was so exciting and like the growth potential was so exciting. Um, and in the meantime, I, but I still didn't think I would start a business. I like was definitely bit by the startup bug, but like didn't, I didn't actually have an idea or think that I would do it. Um, but in the meantime, mm -hmm. I watched, I, I'm Canadian and I am living in Toronto at the moment. And I watched all my mentors and advisors from the food industry um, as, as cannabis legalization was happening in Canada I watch all, all these people from the food industry move over to the cannabis industry. And I was so like surprised to see all these really senior um, sort of like super conservative people jump into cannabis. Um, you know, at the time, this was in the summer of 2017, there was still a lot of stigma around it. And so I was talking mm -hmm. to a mentor and I just, I, you know, as that was that had made this jump and I just you know as the conversation evolved I just sort of became obsessed with the future potential of cannabis beverages but I never tried one um, and frankly like I was not a big cannabis user at all I actually thought that that was my angle I was sort of like you know this this market needs to have businesses or or like entrepreneurs in here that are trying to make this mass that are not like not appealing to yeah. um like there's obviously a very niche market that is that are like super cannabis users and have been forever and you know like smoke a joint five times a week like that was not what I was that was not what I was um looking to build I wanted to build I wanted to introduce cannabis yeah, to the course. whole world and not and not cater to a niche population um and yeah, so you're right yeah because they already yeah, know everything I, I really anyway. well that's the thing is like I really <laughs> found that when you learn about the industry I was like you know even in the early days I was like you know, you can't say like you. Sh it's hard to say words like flower. Like people don't know what people that aren't familiar with cannabis don't know what flower is. Like it, you know, yeah. like there's just someone needed to almost like bring it down a notch and make it, um, you know, less intimidating to explore cannabis products. Yeah. Um, and yeah. But, but anyway, as I said, I became obsessed with the future potential of cannabis beverages, but like knew that. There was, uh, it was a hard industry to get into, it was super regulated, et cetera. Um, but all of the cannabis beverages on the market, I felt like, you know, they were, tar it was a lot of like half naked women on skateboards and like, the, the, just like, I don't know, stoner brands. They were not targeting like millennial women at all. There was not a product in the market in North America that I would buy personally. 
So yeah. I really got it. And, and again, the market today is very different. Now there are some great products out there. Um, but a couple of years ago, like it was really not like that. Um, but anyway, as I said, I, I learned about CBD and I learned that there, I could get CBD from the hemp plant. You can extract it from hemp and it's the exact same molecule as it is if you extract it from cannabis. And um, the rest mm-hmm. is sort of history. I like, I really jumped right in. I did not think about it. I sort of was like, this is it. Like I, I, yeah, which is I, probably so bad. Hear stories of people being like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to say sitting around for like six or twelve months, but thinking for like six or twelve months about like what kind of company they want to build and like yeah. what the market size is and doing all this like preparation almost. And I, I just like for better or for worse, did yeah. not do that. I was like, I know there's an opportunity here. Yeah. I know, you know, CBD is amazing. It has amazing health benefits. Anxiety is one of the biggest health problems of our generation. Um, and I know, I think I know how to start this business, um, which was obviously like not true at all. I, I thought I knew how to start a beverage business and I like really did not appreciate how difficult it was, but, um, but yeah, so I, I really jumped right in and like, I, I mean, I hired an agency within I don't know, like a, a couple weeks of starting. Like it was, it was, I mean, we were, we were like ready to oh launch the product four to five months in. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Well, it didn't didn't end up happening that fast because a month before what was supposed to be our first production run, we we were, so I started the business in Toronto. We were supposed to launch um, Sweet Reason in Toronto. And a month before our first production run, I'm in LA having like the time of my life on a photo shoot and thinking like, oh my God, this is the best job ever. There's like literally hired models and like I'm like trying out the cannabis products in LA, like thinking this is like so great. Like I'm having such a fun time. And like, there's, yeah, it was so, it was just like such a wonderful experience. And I got a call from my lawyer on the way to the airport and he's like, bad news. The Canadian government did not carve out hemp CBD from the cannabis act. And therefore sweet reason is no longer legal, going to be legal in Canada. Um, And so you are going to have to shut the business down or like, like, that's it. Like there's no more, there's no business here anymore. So (laughs) I bet that was the longest flight of your life. life. Um, We've had so many uphill battles, like everything has been an uphill battle since. So I can't even remember how bad it was, but it was really bad. Um, But uh, coincidentally within the same like 48 hours, the U S government announced that they were passing the farm bill. And the farm bill was going to legalize hemp and all of its extracts. Anyway, so long story short, regulatory boredom, we were supposed to launch in Canada and we ended up launching in the States in New York in December of 2018. And now every, every, the whole business is based in New York and our team is in New York, et cetera. So uh, it was definitely a, a huge obstacle in the first, in the, you know, within the first six months. But I, at that time I had already like, put you know money into the business my own money into the business I had already hired someone I was like I didn't even consider closing it down you know I was it just it was um yeah we have to move forward just like what's the way what's the path yeah absolutely I mean we you're always going to encounter the hurdles right it's just a matter of how quickly and how exactly you can jump over them (laughs) you might skin the shin but you know (laughs) you'll get there so that is, it's just incredible. So, I mean, that kind of lends itself to a question that I always ask of like 
an example of when you, you've turned a negative experience or a time into something that's been positive and yeah and that's kind of the yeah. answer but I'm betting there's more there <laughs> honestly we have had our, our so many like you know what would be like life-threatening battles in a startup I'm sure all I'm assuming all startups do but um I, I mean, our internally, yeah. like, I feel like every challenge that hits us, we just sort of like shrug off as like, a, oh, well, there's another thing, <laughs> you know, like we can, we can do it. We can, you know, conquer that. I think like the, the, um, the skill that I have probably developed the most in the last three and a half years, and I would say my team has definitely developed the most is just pure resilience. Like there's so much that's been thrown at us, yeah. especially as a, you know, women run business. And it's just like, I, I, uh, we internally always say everything is a blessing in disguise. Like there's always, there's, it always works out. There's always a reason. Yeah. And, it, and it, and it's honestly held true so far. Like I, every challenge that we've encountered has served us in, in some way. So bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know I, I can, that I can totally relate to that. And I'm, I'm sure most people do, whether or not they're running their own business, there's those things that happen and you're like, what in the actual hell is taking place right now? And how can I control this and fix it? And sometimes mm -hmm. you can't control or fix it. And you just have to learn from it. It's something you go through, you come out stronger on the other side and quite a mm -hmm. bit more resilient mm -hmm. and smarter mm -hmm. often as well. But it's just, you know, I mean, you look at the past year or what COVID oh my has God. done. Yeah, <clears throat> to our industry, but to us personally, I mean, like anxiety has never been more critical mm -hmm. of a condition to overcome and manage mm -hmm. than it is right now. Um, and even as we're seeing things start to return to what we used to know them to be, there's still that anxiety has not left us. It's it's lasting. And it's just kind of one of those things like when it's, mm -hmm. is the bottom mm -hmm. going to drop mm -hmm. out again? You know, and and I feel like, you know, personally, I feel like after last year, I'm better equipped now to deal with challenges. But I know folks that are still like, I'm waiting for the second wave. I don't think it's over. And I'm always like, oh, God, I know. Days. how do you overcome that? How do you? How do you find the happy and the good if you mm -hmm. feel like that? Honestly, truly, like you're you're waiting for the bottom to drop out again, and I feel like that's just no way to live. But that's me personally. I'm not I'm not projecting that on anybody. Um, but this is just gosh, this is just so fascinating, and I love speaking to another female founder as well um, because it it requires so much strength and tenacity and fearlessness. Because even when you are afraid, um, you, you, you can either just crawl into a hole yeah. or you can overcome it. And, and that's not, yeah. that's not, I think, of, I mean, I, I typically like don't love to read business books because I always, um, I feel like my day is so full of business. Like I don't want to read <laughs> business before bed. Um, but I recently just read the hard thing about mm -hmm. hard things. Have you read that one? The Ben Horowitz book? It, it, it was yeah. so good. It was it like by far the best. Again, I guess this is a low bar because I don't read that many of them, but by far the best business book I've ever read. And he talks a, like about how um, the hardest part of entrepreneurship is just basically, I forget what words he uses, but like basically staying 
mentally sane, like as an entrepreneur and that like nobody talks about this, like nobody talks about like entrepreneurs yeah. mental health and that like just, you know, like being able to stay in it and to stay balanced and to stay motivated and to like stay healthy while you're doing it so that you can like last it, last it out. And, um, you know, I, I think it's like a really important point. He also talks yeah. about how, you know, in his experience with entrepreneurs, cause now he runs, um, Andreessen Horowitz, which is like one of the biggest venture capital funds, um, in the world in Silicon Valley. Uh, but he talks about how like one of the lessons that he hears time and time again from successful entrepreneurs is just don't quit that like, there's no secret. There's like no secret sauce yeah. other than like, just don't quit. Just like stick it out, you know, Survival. Uh, which I yeah. always think about and think is really interesting. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. And, and be willing to mm-hmm. roll with mm-hmm. the roll with the punches and shift and be willing to change your ideas on things because that is, that is a guarantee things. What happens today will not be mm-hmm. the same thing mm-hmm. that happens tomorrow. But so if you weren't, I mean, clearly you have a passion for this. Um, but if you weren't doing this, what? Oh my gosh. This is you the best question. Um, but also like the hardest one to answer <laughs> because I find like if you are an entrepreneur living in such a fast paced environment and working in such a fast paced job, et cetera, it's so easy to like crave, like, you know, the complete opposite of your life and like have... Um, you know, look, the grass is always greener, greener on the other side. So like in my, in my dream world right now, mm-hmm. I would live in a cabin in the middle of nowhere and run a beautiful Airbnb <laughs> that was like totally disconnected, which was like, you know, like part artist retreat, part food experience, lots of nature, like just so simple. I would just like live the simplest, most disconnected life. Hopefully like hopefully like be an artist on the side like that to me is like what sounds incredible right now but realistically like if I was doing that I probably would want more I don't I might want more stimulation or like I don't know if I would find that intellectually fulfilling so yeah I think like it's so easy to like crave what's what else is out there I think like realistically if I wasn't running a startup right now if I wasn't a founder I would be hope and still in the business world and I I like hopefully would be CEO I I like I love running a company I think it's the best role um I like some people hate the people management side of things like I love the people management side of things I I would just want you know I always sort of say like I just want to run a bigger and bigger and bigger business like I don't I don't ever want to start a company again it's it's so hard I don't know why people do it multiple times maybe I'll feel differently one day but like I just want to run a, a much bigger business you know to me, that would be really fun and, and really interesting. And yeah. obviously that's what we're out to do is like build Sweet Reason into a, a much bigger business so we can get to more people and um, more stores, more distributors, more products, et cetera. So how many products do you currently have and how, how, how expensive Yeah, so we are primarily focused on uh, New York and California today. We, we have been in the past in 2020 um, and 2019, which are the two years we've been in the market. We are just now expanding um, into Texas and Florida um, and obviously looking at a bunch of different expansion opportunities and um, new distributors now that COVID is like, you know, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and people are finally starting to talk about like bringing new products in again. And, 
um, you know, people going out to bars and restaurants again, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, which is really exciting. Uh, and then we have two different product lines. We have our core line of sparkling waters, which we launched with, which are, are like your daily go-to, if you will. It's a sparkling water with 10 milligrams of CBD, no sugar or sweetener, simple ingredients, like delicious, very easy to drink, et cetera. Um, but then actually in the middle of COVID, we launched a product line, which is in- incredible and also crazy. Um, but we launched a line of alcohol alternatives. So what, what we call our evening blend. Um, and our evening blend is actually the highest dose mm-hmm. CBD beverage on the market. It's at 30 milligrams of broad spectrum CBD. And we layered on seven other herbs and adaptogens, all that have known scientifically backed calming benefits in like very real dosages, like dosages that um, have an effect. And so we've created this blend of CBD herbs and adaptogens that really mimics the effect that alcohol has on you, this like take the edge off effect. Um, So it's been doing insanely well online. We, uh, you know, most of our online sales are our evening blend and it's like really helps us, I think, get into this alcohol alternative space. Like there's you know, there's so many people out there that are trying to drink less, um, maybe not trying to cut it out completely, like, mm-hmm. but, you know, but um, definitely, I think, you know, the millennial generation and Gen Z are definitely trying to drink less and want those alternatives. And so we, we thought CBD had like an awesome place to play, an awesome role to play in, in the alcohol alternative space, because it really does help you calm and, and like disconnect and um, yeah, it's, it's been an incredible product for us so far. So we're really excited to, to take it to retailers and distributors across the country. Awesome. I was actually uh, in meetings a few weeks ago with one of my, um, <clears throat> one of my clients and she's like, oh, CBD, can we do, can we just look into that at some point? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, totally. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start and I'm in this business and I wouldn't know where to start with that. But um, I think there's definitely an appetite for it and there's a huge growth potential for it. Um, Especially in places where you're getting a beverage. And she was thinking CBD cocktail and I was like, Oh yeah, "Yeah, totally. I just, how do we even do that? Like, (laughs) I'm like, I would have to ask a whole lot of people, a whole lot of questions. (laughs) Well, let's, yeah. let's circle back on that. No, no, I think our, it's a good idea. Our, like some of our um, best accounts ever. But um, bars in New York that have used our sparkling water as a mixer and for CBD cocktails. So it's um, it's definitely. I mean, like the 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 desire, the demand is definitely there. It's just like it. It's like such a new industry, and oh yeah, um, you throw a pandemic at an industry and some political upheaval, and like it's a. <laughs> slows it down a bit so honestly it really feels like the cbd market and and the whole industry is like just starting just starting you know we're looking at like regulations are it's so funny they're like they're so boring but they are like what you live and breathe when you're in the cbd industry like they um you know once the state level regulations pass once the federal regulations pass uh, around allowing cbd in food and beverage because right now it's legal but it's not like fda approved in food and beverage Mm -hmm. Um, and once those regulations pass, like it will, it will be yeah. everywhere. Every major retailer will bring, bring it in immediately. They will have like whole displays for it. Um, mm-hmm. it it's such a, and there's so much oh, yeah. potential there. 
Absolutely. Yeah, You're going to have to keep me posted on your distribution expansion too, because uh, I, I oh, definitely yeah. at least one account is already asking for it. So soon to follow. And, um, and yeah, those early adopter accounts, especially in the chain side where it's, it's, you know, in national accounts on premise in the U S we're we're less likely than our one-off or smaller or emerging accounts to really pull the trigger on what's next kind of more of like a wait and see approach but i have i have a few of those that are like no i want to i want to be the first mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. want to be the first in our in our business to do this i mean and it, that's, it really like, that's exciting it, it um, should be i mean like I love the consumer demand is there the problem is there like the 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 mm. anxiety problem is i mean no obviously yeah. nobody denies you know um, the, the World Health Organization deems CBD yeah. safe for consumption. Like it's just, there's just like a, this technicality of the FDA being yeah. slow to act. Understandably in the past year, of course they were slow to act, but they've been like very, yeah, they've had their hands full. They've well, yeah, they've very had their hands full. On, on CBD. <laughs> so, and I, I want to say, I think a lot of that is just because of the affiliation that it has yeah. with cannabis. People think it's cannabis. People think it's going to get you high, but it's, you know, safe for consumption, et cetera. Like, you know, there's so many products in your health food store that have way less research around them than CBD. You know, like when you look at the world of like herbs and adaptogens and home, like all that, like that there's, um, you know, there are a lot of products out there that, mm-hmm. that have a lot less safety research than CBD and people are consuming every day. And there's a lot of products out there that have a lot less safety research than CBD that the FDA has approved. So I, I really do think there is just like a stigma here that, that um, yeah, hopefully we will sure. overcome in the next couple months or year. I, honestly, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it all boils down to education, right? I mean, this is the next social mm-hmm. hurdle and it all comes with education. Um, and, and it'll happen. Yeah. Um, I hope it happens yeah. soon, sooner rather than later <laughs> for us all. Um, but it's just... It, it's going to take some time, especially in the U.S., especially with, you know, where we've been politically, like you mentioned, over the past year. It's been mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's been pretty, pretty crazy down here. <laughs> um, and even in Texas, I know, you know, we have CBD stores everywhere and you can buy it and everything. But technically, there's some dated law on the books that it's not legal because derivatives of hemp are not legal. But yet you can still buy it, sell it, consume it and yeah. have a storefront have a physical brick and mortar selling it. So I don't, I don't understand how that works exactly. But um, when I read that, I was like, how is that possible that it's not? And maybe it's changed, but I mean, a lot has changed in the past year <sighs> down here in Texas. But um, anyway, <laughs> so I, I this is this is the next question I'm going to ask you is kind of it's my favorite question because it gives insight into the person um and it's it's hard to answer but it's you know it's fun to answer at the same time and it's um what would you want the listening audience oh to know another great you? question um <laughs> well thank you um, I wrote them myself you know, I don't know if it's about <laughs> me I would say it's more about like you know the mission that we're on and, and sweet reason. I, I think, um, as I said, like I'm on a mission to help people find calm in their lives. And I think it's very accessible. Like, I think, you know, we've become, there's 
this world that's like obsessed with stimulation and technology and um, always being connected and adding and like buying more things and consuming more things and, and thinking that if we buy or consume, we'll be happier. And I think that one thing that we're really passionate about is that like most things that make us happy and calm are free or like exercise and meditation and being outdoors um yeah. you know and so i i really like i'm really passionate about helping people find calm in their lives obviously cbd is one path towards calm um but whatever that is for you i think is um a really important goal and i think like oftentimes really ambitious people and sometimes like often entrepreneurs think like oh I can't be calm I won't be productive but I I, uh, I think like calm is really just is like yeah. being focused like it, it leads to focus it's it helps you like actually get things done and you know um, be present in the moment and and like focused in a meeting and not yeah. distracted and get your work done and so like I, I really think that calm is like the answer to all of our problems um, and that it actually makes you more productive and a lot happier and lead a lot better of a life. So um, obviously we're trying to do our small part in bringing people calm with sweet reason. But again, like there are so many free ways to, to be calm as well and to find calm in, in your life. So um, yeah, I think that's like, that's what we're really passionate yeah. about and uh, what we, what we try to do at sweet reason. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's a great answer. Good work. <laughs> yeah. And it is yeah, about I you because so. it's about your passion. You're certainly not devoid of any kind of passion or any level of it. That's for sure. Um, but before we wrap, how, how do you want people to reach? Yeah, or the best way to find me and the best way to find Sweet Reason Sweet is Reason. on Instagram, Drink Sweet Reason. Um, so check us out. We'd love to see you there. Awesome. Awesome. Great. And I'll put your links Great. in the show yes. notes Yes, and as you well, can, of course, so I, I mean, obviously can, I should can say, you. you can buy yeah. our, our, um, our beverages online at drinksweetreason.com. We ship across the country. Um, it'll be there either same day or in a couple of days. So um, definitely get your column right to your doorstep tomorrow as soon as you want. Um, we'd love to have, obviously, your audience try our product. Yeah, love it. Absolutely. I'll be sure to I'll Great. Be sure to put that link in there too so people can find you easily. Yeah, no, it's been, <laughs> it's been good. You're, you're a solid oh, interview. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Of course. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Lawler Out Loud, Mixing Up the Mainstream. <laughs>